This is a new state, I try to get right This is a new state, I get on track Yeah, that's life in football This is a new state, I live your life This is a new state, I try to get right This is a new state, I get on track Yeah, that's life in football It's life in football We are life in football You are now listening to the Life in Football podcast Check out the new website, lifeandfootball.com. Welcome to the Life and Football Podcast, baby. I'm your host, Mike Fee. And this is your co-host, Colin Moore. You know we love life and enjoying football. Top-notch players all around the world. Top, top-notch players all around the world. Today, our very special guest is Paul Aloisi. He's a now attorney, but he was a former, well, he played at Florida State. And he was a part of the national championship team. And this is a guy, he does a lot for the community. And he also represents a lot of high-profile clients. You know, I see him from time to time with different rappers, different athletes. And um, he represents um, ball players as well, football players as well, and athletes as well. And this is a guy who done made strides to be successful. You know, when you play ball, because me and Simo, all of us play football. You know, when you playing the game, you don't really think about the things you're you're going to be a part of after and the things you're going to do after. I mean, we think about it, but we don't know the effect or the success rate what that's going to come with it. And Paul, he done a great job, man. He he does a lot of things, man, for us. Just making sure his business running right. You know, um, I was introduced to him from one of my family members, Freddie Figures, and. I know once Freddie put that stamp on you, it's already certified, you know. Wow. And he, he yeah. and um, I ended up talking to Paul one day. Good, good guy. He was very approachable. I mean, he made everything was smooth from the first talk. But without further ado, I'm gonna go ahead and let Simo bring him on. How you doing, Paul? Man, I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Hey, I appreciate hey, you. Appreciate you for the introduction. Got the rain, got the rain. <laughs> bling, bling. Every time I come around your city, yes, sir. <laughs> Had to bring it out. Got to, man. Like he said, we all former players. I never focused on anything outside. Of, man, I'm going to the NFL. Man, I'm going to the NFL. Yeah. yeah. But you did. Right. What? When did you know that you wanted me an attorney? Like, when did it come up? Because that's what I tell a lot of players now, man. Don't just focus on being the best athlete. Focus, do like school. School give you five, six, seven subjects to go through school on. You never just focus on math all day, 365 days a year. You focus on a bunch of different things. So how did you know that, hey, man, this is the avenue I want. And you live in the life in football. Like, how did you know that's what you really wanted to do? <laughs> no, that's a great question. I mean, I think that that is an issue that still players have to this day. And it's something I try to preach to my guys is, you know, a lot of people say NFL is not for long, right? That's right. what it stands for. And so these individuals now, and you see it more often, these guys are going into the league. And instead of trying to play 10, 12 years, they make their money three to five, their body's still healthy. They move on to other right. business endeavors. So for me, from a young age, I mean, I, I grew up in an Italian family. So my cousin Vinny was one of those movies that I just grew up watching. Right, right. And you know, in that movie, he's a criminal defense attorney. Mm-hmm. So that was something I always wanted to do. When, you know, win a big trial, yeah. have, have everyone watching. I love that, right? It's like playing football. All eyes are on you, pressure's on, you gotta perform. Right. Um, but then when I was little, uh, on my little league baseball team, my mm-hmm. coach, 
was Mark Rogers. And he's now famous for representing uh, Russell Wilson. Mm -hmm. But at the time, he was doing mostly baseball. And that's how we got Russ. Russ played baseball in college as well. Mm -hmm. And so he was bringing these athletes to practice. And I was like, man, like he's a sports agent. Yeah. Like he gets to work with athletes. Like this is what I want to do. So I was just kind of lucky enough at a young age to be around someone in this in this sphere of, of sports that I figured, okay, if I can hopefully keep my grades up and you know do do right by everybody, hopefully I can be in that position someday. Yeah, you you did that and you <laughs> you took that out. Now the rain from the national championship game. Yes sir. So I I told Fred, I'm telling you, <laughs> I thought Auburn had that game. I know I, I felt if they would have made the plays they should have made, but then somebody would probably say, well y'all could have made plays. But I watched that game so hard. They had plays they just left like they say on the table. Yep. When you was there, did you feel the same or did you like, nah, this was us? No, I definitely felt the same. I mean, I can't, yeah. I can't yeah. cap on you guys like and just say yeah. we had it. And at the end of the day, I mean, though I was on the field, I was a spectator. I just had a better seat than a lot of people. Right. I knew I wasn't going to get play time in that game, right? So the first half, though, what we had found out was one of our former coaches was actually on the Auburn staff. Mm -hmm. And they quickly picked up that – he, I think, had an idea of the types of plays and the momentum that we had going on our offense. Right. And so at halftime, we made some adjustments. Wow. And yeah, I mean, to say the rest of history is, is an understatement. But, you know, at halftime, what was so interesting for me was right when you get in defense on one side, offense on one side, they put the barriers up and they have the plays to go over with. This is what you messed up on in the first half. This is how we need to fix. Mm -hmm. Let's execute. Jameis came over to the defense and said, hey, guys, First half's on me. Sorry, I got y'all. Jimbo brought us in at the end, said, guys, if you make one extra block on a kick return, we're going to house one. We're this close. Right. And then Kermit house one in the second yeah, half. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's that next level thinking with these coaches where unless you're in there, like they know what's about to happen. Right. It's so calculated. So, to me, as the almost like a fan like you guys, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I was hopeful. I knew if we had yeah. a shot at the end of the game that I was going to bet on Jameis. But yeah. down 18 right before half, that's tough. It was. <laughs> yeah, see, Seymour a hater. He always talking about that game. They almost, they shouldn't even won that game. It's, no. it's really honestly like when Reggie Bush lost that Texas game. Right. Who runs and just throw the ball back? <laughs> Bro, you just go down. Exactly. That, we shouldn't even have no Vince Young play. But, but, but that will make big time game, man. You have players who step up. And um, I know that whole season, Auburn badly made it to the national championship because they had a few games. They struggled it. Well, more than a few games. Yeah. But, you know, that they, they almost shouldn't even been there. But when they got there, they stood up and they and they stood tall. And it, it, it became a great battle, too. And I want to know for you, man, how was that seat cause? I remember that first. I'll never forget this, that pit game. It's like everybody was in sync of their thought process. What I mean by that is when we watching Jameis, boom, boom, boom. He, he making passes. That's why I'm making that. He making just shots and just making passes. And you like, hold on. Is this real? It just, it just was almost, um, I don't know if you didn't watch Jackson State, but I, that game they just played against FAMU earlier this year. Yeah, so they're saying this at a game. That game, just watching him, that game, that was the game for me when I was like, that was my he's James game for me. Right. When you see certain players make that that stride, and then you see the team just kind of cultivate and just elevate. That's how I felt even watching that game. Like, 
Oh, Florida State might be for real. Because we heard it in the spring. Right. Exactly. But I'm like, how they going to know if that guy that good in the spring? Because you heard about it. Yeah. Especially around here. Oh, yeah. No, James is good, man. James. I'm like, man. So, I, I, me, I'm a person who got to see it on the field. Right. Cause that's what, like when I watch game, I don't really be looking around too much. I be see more. Tell, I be look, locked in the game. Right. I notice it like, no, this for real, you know. And I want to know from you, how was that through that whole season that that team y'all had? Cause really, outside of Auburn, man, one nobody else really messing with y'all. So how was that for you? I, it was a dream come true for me. Just because I grew up as a massive sports fan. Yeah. So to then be around these guys on a daily basis was surreal for me to be around a Heisman contender. But, you know, to take you back to the picking, I'll take you a little bit before in the spring that year, we had a, a quarterback battle. And, you know, I think underneath all of us kind of knew Jameis was probably going to be the guy, mm -hmm. but we had real competition in there. We had Jacob Coker in there. Yeah, we had Clint Trickett in there. Yep. Coker went to Alabama, won a national championship. Yep. Trickett went to West Virginia, put up numbers. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, we had three legitimate quarterbacks every single day competing. And I think that it's kind of like those Alabama teams where from starters to third string, they're all four or five star guys. So that spring ball was highly competitive. You had some guys sitting out from injuries and whatnot, but you pretty much had all of us competing for playtime. And Jameis took over from, from uh, like a field general standpoint, from a motivational standpoint, and then from a performance standpoint. I mean, he was, while you're transitioning from, from field to field for different practice sections, mm -hmm. he's there high-fiving, he's there cheering you on. If one of us who's a backup, who's probably not going to really make a difference in the game all season, is doing something wrong, hey, that's not how he would drop back. You need to drop back like this. I mean, he really was a field general. So to me, it was it started from the spring, and then the first pass in that spring game, he threw like a 60-yard touchdown pass to David Tyrell. And from there on, we were like, oh, it's showtime. Yeah, it's it's showtime. Yeah. So I think that from the outside perspective, people who weren't watching him every day, that pick game was really welcome, welcome to the show. But I think all of us really didn't know that he had that. And the camaraderie of the team was amazing all year. Uh, I mean, we're still all close to this day. It's amazing to me that people who are in the NFL still will reach out to me just to say, hey, and, you know, see what you're doing, man. Congratulations, love. And, I, you know, I text these guys, too. And though, though we've went different ways and maybe haven't seen each other in years, right. when we link up, it's brotherhood all over right. again because we really were riding together all year round. And we all supported each other. And it was it was the best time of my life. It really was. Do everybody have a game where, like, y'all come back? on like a Florida State game or something where like, hey y'all, let's pick NC State when they come here or let's pick the Miami game. Do y'all have that? So the varsity club will do like a little reunions. Um, they'll have varsity weekend where all varsity athletes can come back. But what I'm looking forward to is hopefully this next season, it'll be our 10 year anniversary. So I'm hoping we can get everybody together because that would be amazing. But they do, um, they have different nights where, you know, especially the guys who went to the NFL, they come back in town and they come speak with the players to kind of discuss that transition. And so I ran into a big group of the guys who I hadn't seen in a while uh, while they were in town for that. And it was just instant connection. Absolutely. Absolutely. But then, you know, people getting married, people have kids, yeah. you get to meet their significant others, you get to meet their kids. It's just cool to see the evolution. Yeah. My, and this, this is my last question. 
talk to the people, tell them about, you know, how it was for you growing up or you played your high school ball and who helped you to become the person that you are today? No, thank you. Um, so I grew up playing high school football in Marin County High School. Uh, it's in the Treasure Coast. And Treasure Coast really blew up right when I was graduating because the number one linebacker recruit in the country was Jeff Luck. And he went to Treasure Coast High School, came to Florida State. And a big article about Jeff Luck came out a few years ago because once he committed, LaMarcus Joyner committed. Once he committed, Telvin Smith committed. And everyone else started following. Right. So the Treasure, and we also had uh, Giorgio Newberry who started for us from the Treasure Coast as well. So I played in an area that was highly competitive. Right. And you know, me being you know, a five foot 11 Italian kid, I, had, I, didn't, I wasn't blessed with the athletic ability that others were, but being around top level athletes at an early age, I think right. is what allowed me to even be able to touch the field here at the division one level. Because right. if I wasn't exposed to that talent early on and right. just the competitiveness, I don't think I would have been able to. And that's just something that I don't think you can, yes, you're somewhat born with that competitive edge, but if you're not exposed to that, you can't really tap into what you're yeah. born with to get yeah. to the next level. So really my teammates were, and my best friends were some of the best athletes I've ever been around. Um, one of my teammates at Martin County High School is Justin Simmons, a starting safety for Denver Broncos, who just signed like a $50 million deal. I mean, he's one of the best safeties in the NFL. Every day I'm on the field with him. You know, every day when we traveled to Nice, we played against Nice in high school. Yeah. I mean, we got romped, but you know, I'm around where Tim right. Tebow played and all these top recruits are going. So. I give, I give really a lot of kudos to my teammates, to my coaches, who I'm still close with to this day, and, and my parents. I mean, my, both my parents played high school sports, and my, my little brother, he, was, he had Division One baseball offers, and he played all sports. So we were just in a community where, I mean, if you weren't focused on school, you had to go perform on the field or on the baseball diamond or on the basketball court, because come Monday, you're around all the same people that you either just got romped by on the weekend on the court or on the field. Yeah. And now you got to show back up <laughs> in class with them. So yeah. I really, I, I tip my hat to my coaches, you know, coach Chuck Kenyon, uh, coach Juan Cal, coach Jeff Padgett. Those are guys that I'm still close with to this day. And they molded me not just as an athlete, but as a man. And that's really what I think at an early age taught me, okay, football is important, but I have bigger goals. Right. And once I reach that platform, I want to be able to give back just like you guys are doing. And Paul, I thank you again for coming on. Give the people some information about where they can contact you and um, the type of um, law work you do and um, other things that you may have going on that's coming up. Absolutely. So in law school, I started Renegade Sports and Entertainment. It's my sports agency. And we you know, specialize in representing and helping athletes transition from college to the NFL. But on top of that, I have clients in the CFL, XFL, USFL. I try to help athletes as much as possible just because at the end of the day, I was in their shoes not that long ago. And I understand that daily grind. And it's I'm fortunate to have a, a legal background to help educate these players at an earlier age about the importance of contracts, finances, who to talk to for finances, make sure you get your taxes right. So from a sports agent perspective, I try and put the right people around these athletes. Uh, but then on the legal side, I work for Brooks LaBeouf up here at East Park Ave. And you know they've been in Tallahassee for over 40 years. Um, I've been there for about two and a half. I specialize in criminal defense work, personal injury, employment law, and then sports and entertainment work. But I prosecuted prior to that and I prosecuted for over three years. So I learned, and you know, one of my mentors, Tor Friedman, told me, 
to have the best defense, you got to learn the offense. So that's why I went to be a felony prosecutor. So I learned what the offense was like. So now I can better defend and represent people who get caught up in some bad situations. Uh, so you can reach me on Instagram. You can reach me uh, pretty much, you know, I'm, I'm very accessible. Everyone knows right. that. My cell phone is always, it's been buzzing while I've been sitting here. Yeah. Uh, you can reach me on social media, especially on Instagram, Paul underscore Aloisi. And, uh, also my Instagram for my, for my sports agency, Renegade Sports Entertainment. But any athletes that have questions, happy to even just be someone as a mentor to tell you what to do or where to look to. Right. And uh, yeah, if you're ever arrested or injured, you know, call Paul. <laughs> <laughs> call Paul. Yeah, dude, call oh, Paul. Paul. Hey, and uh, I'm in this episode, man. I thank Paul again for coming on. And I just want to say, you know, I appreciate everything you're doing. And I'm in this episode, I always end this episode. Keep your head up and not down. I issue a fall to the ground. This is a Life of Football podcast. Catch you next time.